Have you ever had an administrator judge your classroom management style for being too relaxed? Today, I talk about how strong boundaries can actually help students who have experienced trauma. Welcome to Becoming a Mindful Teacher. This is a podcast for educators who want to improve the lives of children by digging deep into the minds of their students and themselves in order to create a space where it is safe to learn. My name is Winter and I am passionate about helping children break through their mental junk in order to become successful little humans. Join me on this journey each week as we delve into the many ways that we can help our students succeed no matter what difficult situations they've experienced. Let's get started. Hi guys, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're attempting to get your mind in a good place and giving yourself a little more focus on yourself than what you have been doing. Um, Today's topic was inspired by something I heard a teacher say this past week, and she was talking about how she she wasn't going to be one of those stern military type dictators in her classroom who was going to make her students act like little soldiers when trying to learn math facts, you know. And uh, it took me back to the beginning of my teaching career. And so it made me think about how I am very sensitive to the emotions of other people. So like I've said before, I believe that many teachers, especially elementary teachers, are empaths, and we can really feel the emotions of others, including our students. And because we're so in tune with their feelings, we can tend to adjust our behavior so that we don't hurt the feelings of our students, so that we don't make them upset or make them feel some kind of negative feeling. And you know, as teachers, we are people pleasers. So we want to make sure that everyone is at ease. So that's how I started teaching. My classroom was one where I had to ensure that everyone felt cared for and that they knew that they could come to me with any problems or or needs that they had. The problem with this is that with this mindset, it is extremely easy to struggle with setting boundaries, both, you know, with your students and yourself. And you'll know if you're one of those types of teachers, if you feel as if your classroom management style leans more on the side of student-led or student-focused. And there's no shame in wanting to focus on the student's needs and their feelings. Like, that's that's my jam. Um, But my principal, during my first few years of teaching, hated my style of classroom management. He came from the military. So if my little seven-year-olds were not in line, looking like they were ready to march down the hallway, then I was just a trash teacher. Heaven forbid a student was laying on their side while listening to my read aloud as he walked by. You know, one time my principal, he stormed into my room and he marched one of my students out all because he was like leaning on his elbow on the floor while he was listening to my story. And it was one of those times where I was just like so excited that the child was actually sitting on the carpet and actually had his eyes on me. But no, you know, it didn't meet that regimented expectation of the principal. And therefore, you know, he reprimanded the student and then he went and, you know, reprimanded me for not meeting, you know, his classroom management expectations. So in my mind, you know, these children are like seven. We cannot expect them to fit some regimented system for the entire day, right? So, you know, years have passed and I am maturing as an educator and, you know, learning a lot about trauma. There was something that I came across and it's kind of, it's big in my mind. So I call it big. It's big, 
something big that I've learned and I'm still working through it, but I think that this would have really benefited, you know, my non-tenured teacher self all those years ago. So I had always believed that holding boundaries with students equaled being mean, you know, and growing up as a child, I was so frightened of mean teachers. I swore to myself that I would never be that mean person. I thought that by saying no, I was putting down a child's desire to explore, you know, be inventive, and just kind of shutting them down from becoming their own person. But here's the key with students who have endure trauma. Students coming from homes with absent parents have very little boundaries at home. And many times they are left to fend for themselves with an older sibling. So there's really no one there to tell them what they can and can't do. You know, do they feel safe in this environment? Absolutely not. Maybe they have a family member in the home who's like an alcoholic and this person has huge mood swings. Does this child feel safe in this environment where again, there's no boundaries? Well, no, absolutely not. So One of the biggest ideas that I push for my students who are living with trauma is that the only thing we can control as a teacher in this child's life is to ensure that our classroom is a safe environment for them to learn. And the one thing that we can do to make sure the student feels safe is to uphold these strong boundaries. Now, hear me out. It took me the longest time to realize that boundaries do not equal mean. And let me say that again for the people in the back. (laughs) Boundaries do not equal mean. And I swear to you, I am still working on this, but I do know for a fact that this is true. The students don't need a friend. They have those at home. And sometimes, you know what? Their parents are acting as a friend instead of a parent. And thinking about the brain of a child who has experienced trauma, remember they're living in that fight or flight mode. So they are scoping their surroundings to determine if they are in a safe environment to complete, you know, the lesson that's being taught to them right now, or are they going to choose to fight and determine, you know, this lesson is no good for me and I'm going to refuse it because it looks too hard and I'm going to freak out. So if you're someone like I was and you struggle with boundaries with your students, I want you to start with the first moments of the day. It's a super easy place to start, but I think it will make such a large impact because it'll set the tone for the rest of the day. So I want you to take a look at the routines you have set up first thing in the morning. The things that you'll want to ensure when setting up these routines are that they can be completed independently, that the students are sure to complete them with success, and that they are done in a way that will bring the feelings in their body to a calm, regulated state. So first, you want to make sure that whatever you're having them do, it can be done independently. So this is a boundary you can set early. This homeroom time can be very chaotic and you're already pulled in multiple directions while collecting things that might need to be sent to the office or you're getting work together to send home to someone you just found out is going to be home for the day and their parent wants to come pick up their work. Or (laughs) let's be honest, you are probably getting your stuff together for the day. Like you need time. So this task, which you can assign, is something that the students can very easily complete on their own. I have a friend who has their students use STEM boxes each morning. So each morning, the student pulls out a STEM box, which has an activity, you know, such as maybe tangrams or Legos or some kind of kinetics type sticks. 
Um, and the students are able to explore building, you know, and doing other like math type activities. But the teacher is not needed to do any involvement in this activity. You know, the students can do this independently. And once the homeroom period's over and the announcements have sounded, you know, the students then know, okay, this is my cue that I need to clean up my STEM box and put it back on the shelf. So it's a very regulated, very independent activity. The teacher is not needed for it at all. Second, the students need to begin their day with a task that they can complete successfully so that they start with a feeling of accomplishment, which then, you know, fills them up with positive, happy feelings. What I wouldn't do is I wouldn't assign some type of task that's kind of like a homework where they are practicing a skill they just learned the day before. Chances are that a majority of the students may not remember exactly how to complete it. And this is when, you know, you have four students running up to you asking you, how do I do this again? Like, what was this step? And what do I do here? And then, and then there's the student with horrible self-esteem who now they are going into their fight or flight mode because they feel stupid and they can't do the task. So, you know, this student may all of a sudden hide under their desk or they rip the paper and throw it in the trash just out of pure anger. You know, and this can all be avoided if the task provided for the student is a guaranteed success. So those STEM boxes I was talking about before that fits this element as well. You know, you can, you can't mess up a discovery type activity. So that, that would work. Another activity you could use in the morning would be maybe like a writing prompt, asking the student what they would do in a certain situation or some kind of like, would you rather questions? These prompts are open-ended, so they can never be wrong. They're, they're also fun activities because it helps you build relationships with them and you can get really get to learn about your students and, and get to know them on a deeper level. The last quality of this morning work that I want you to make sure that you cover is that it's something that will help their bodies calm down into like a regulated state. So these students are coming from homes which are very dysregulated. They may have just left parents who were fighting. Their sibling might have, you know, picked on them on the bus ride in and and they're already heightened and kind of on alert. Maybe they didn't eat breakfast this morning and they're physically empty and just not feeling well. And the last thing we want to do is get them all hyped up in the morning, you know, closing that window of tolerance they have and ultimately just setting them up for failure. So to ensure that we get our students regulated, the morning work should be one that is calming. So specific activities that could just regulate your students could be anything related to deep breathing activities, whether, you know, you might find a yoga activity on Go Noodle. That's something that they can do. I mean, you are involved where you have to hit the play button, but otherwise they can do that themselves. Um, there aren't any startling noises, which would alarm the students and make them feel unsafe. You know, you want one of those calming ones, not one that's going to hype them up and get them moving Yes, you want them alert, but at the same time, you don't want to hype them up first thing. You also wouldn't want to do anything very like team building activities at this time where they might be working together to solve a certain task. These are good activities, but it's just not good for the first thing in the morning to ramp them up. You want it to calm them down. So let's recap. Setting boundaries 
in your classroom does not mean you're being a mean teacher. And if you have to use that as an affirmation, please do so. Like every morning, setting boundaries is not mean. Setting boundaries is not mean. (laughs) Our students, technically all of them, but definitely those who have experienced trauma will come from unsafe homes, which lack boundaries. So in order to create an environment of safety, boundaries must be set so that these students know what to expect and can get their minds ready and into that learning mode and out of that safety mode. And one way to ensure your classroom is safe and ready to, you know, for them first thing in the morning is to create a morning routine that has those three elements. So remember, it must be filled with tasks that the student can do completely independently the students can complete with complete success and that it's done in a calming, regulating manner. So go ahead, reflect on your current morning routine practices and think to yourself, you know, do they cover these three qualities of of a good morning routine? Maybe you have two of them covered and that's great. And then just work on adjusting that third category so that you can ensure that, you know, you're all starting your morning on the right foot. And Maybe you're somebody who doesn't have a morning routine and that is okay. Like we are all starting from somewhere. So if you are, you know, fresh and you don't have a morning routine, like this is your permission to go ahead, get started and just, you know, find one thing that you can do to help get them going in a routine first thing in the morning that is, you know, independent, successful and calming. Well, thank you for joining me this week, and I'll continue on with some more trauma-sensitive practices next week. I will talk with you then. Thanks so much for listening. If you're interested in more stuff from me, go ahead and join me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at A Mindful Teacher. You can also join my mailing list to be notified when new podcasts are released. Just head on over to my website at amindfulteacher.com. 